Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Into Footnotes, Kevin Foote on the game. Southwest Louisiana's sports station in your home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion Houston Astros simulcast on Stadium 32.3-133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 337-706-0111. on this miserable Monday morning. Just... A disgusting season. Disgusting choices at quarterback from day one. Disgusting performance. Disgusting. Just frustration. Just frustration and, and on, on so many fronts. And, and we're going to start with I, 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 yesterday did it. We've been kind of sort of talking about it and frustrated. I, I am done. I, I They need to cut, released Will Lutz. I'm just done with Will Lutz. Done with Will Lutz. Now, I understand that puts you into this cycle that the Saints were in for so long where they just did not have a kicker, but they don't have one now. I mean, (coughs) I know there are plenty of people that are going to say, well, he only missed eight kicks. But here's the well, first of all, the problem with Will Lutz is he 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 just is he has never like two years ago he was tremendous and he's never gotten back to it. So now <clears throat> two years later, all of a sudden he's gonna get back to it. I guess it's theoretically possible. But here's my problem with Will Lutz. He's missed two kicks in the 30s. He can't miss kicks in the 30s. Can't miss them. He's missed two. He missed four kicks in the 40s. That's too many. If you're going to miss, you know, 55 yarders, which he should have made yesterday because it's indoors and there's no win, and he even come close. And, and the minute you start horizontal kicking, I'm done with you. I, I want nothing. I want no. And I know the Saints won the Super Bowl with a horizontal kicker. And, and you know, I get it. But I, I hate horizontal kickers. I hate them. And at the, at the end, all it is horizontal. Up and down, cat. That's all I need. I'm not saying I don't expect them to be perfect. They're going to miss a kick every once in a while, but it's got to be up and down. I am I, I hate horizontal kicking. And you cannot – he missed six field goals under 50 yards. That's too many. That is too many. Those are the field goals that you drive and you're easily in field – this is the NFL, Cat. This is the NFL, and you kick indoors. Now, he made a couple short ones, what, at Cleveland? He had a couple bad weather situations, but not much. The Saints don't play that many bad weather games. They play indoors for eight or whatever. 
This year they got cheated schedule-wise for seven. And then you play in Tampa. The weather conditions are not bad in Tampa. You play in Atlanta. The weather conditions are not bad in Atlanta. When you played in Orneville in September, the weather conditions were not bad. I mean, uh, you don't kick. That's way too many kicks. Six misses under 50. This is the NFL. This ain't high school football. That's ridiculous. So he's got to go. I'm done with him. And I, I, I get that. The problem with it, if you don't know who your kicker is, then, then, then you, you know, you end up with, you know, from the whole, for the first 10 years of, that Casper was here, like they went through Alindo Mare and all these awful kickers. I know what it was like last year when you didn't have a kicker and they were recycling kickers. So that's why I've been so, but I'm done with it. And, he, and then he has that stupid look on your face. Can they ever just get a kicker? They need to teach him. Like, if you're going to be an idiot and you're going to miss kicks indoors, don't have the stupid look on your face. Like, they need to teach what a good look is. That stupid look on your face when you miss. Unbelievable. Will Lutz. Look. The Saints have more than just a kicker issue to address in the offseason. But uh, yesterday did it. I mean, I'm just done with him. And, and if you got to go into it, go with it. Go into it. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's not that difficult. Eddie Panero's not even good, and that cat's made all these kicks. I'm done. Done with Will Lutz. He's got to go. I'm tired of looking at his stupid face. It's not that difficult to kick field goals indoors with no win. It's just not. They make it. There's no way. It's just not that difficult. Do it. The, 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 but the thing that's just so frustrating about this season is really that it came off of last season, really, <laughs> and the season before that, and the season before that, when, you know, just so much frustration. But the thing that's so frustrating about this season is even with all the mediocrity in some positions and awfulness in other positions, it really came down to four games. Came down to four games this season. Two games against the Yucks and the two games against the Arnolds. They went 0-4 in those games. 0-4. And in those four games, the opposing offenses did nothing. Nothing. All they had to do, we're going to overanalyze all this stuff the whole offseason. But here's what this season came down to. You, you lost twice to the Yucks, and you lost twice to the Arnolds. And the four offenses in that, those four games did absolutely nothing. And all you had to do to be 4-0 and win 11 games this season, all you had to do 
was make field goals. No bad-or-wet situations in any of those games. Make field goals, not fumble, and not have Mark Ingram on your team. That's what it took. Think about that. We're not talking about – and look, I haven't even gotten to the quarter. I, I didn't even want Andy Dalton to be my backup quarterback, much less the starting quarterback. You know, from day one, I, I wanted no part of Andy Dalton, the guy we now call Crawfish on this team, on this show. I wanted no part of him. I didn't even want him to be my backup quarterback. I wanted no part of Andy Dalton from day one. So I'm not even talking about that. I'm not even talking about the defensive line and how disappointing it was this year. Not talking about any of that. Not talking about, you know, being held hostage for three years by Michael Thomas. All the issues that this franchise has had. All We're not talking about complicated stuff here. All you had to do in those four games was make field goals and not fumble and or not have Mark Ingram in your franchise anymore. And and you go four, at least three and one, but probably go four and oh. And the referees cheated in that first game. The ref, you know, the Saints were cheated in that first game, but they weren't cheated in the other three. They just blew it because they got an idiot kicker and an idiot fullback who doesn't know how to not fumble or, or, or just run to a first down marker. All you had, think about those four games. The Yugs didn't do anything on offense in those two games, and neither did the Arnolds. The Arnolds had one play in the first game. They they threw a little underneath, a little sideline pattern, LaVisca Chanel, and he ran like 80 yards. That's it. That's the only play they had in the whole two games offensively. The only one. In the whole two games offensively. They did nothing the Yucks, until the last three minutes of the second game, they didn't do anything offensive. But the Saints can't, they couldn't make field goals and they couldn't stop fumbling. That's all you had to do is not fumble and make field goals. That's it. You go 3-1 and one or 4-0 and oh and you win 10 or 11 games. Even with all the other issues they had. Even with turning Z28 into a dump truck. And again, we'll get to all those other issues the whole offseason. But all you got to do is make field goals and kick field goals. Kick field goals and don't fumble and you win. You you got 10 or 11 wins and and you're not even playing great football. That's all you got to do. You know, Gerald talks about it all the time. Most games are lost, not won. And that, that's what happened. The Saints just gave games away. Did they play tremendous football most of the time? No. But all you, you don't have to play tremendous football to win 10 or 11 games. You just got to not give games away. They just gave those games away. Just gave it. All you, I mean, look, we're, t- we're not talking about high school. If we were talking about high school football, that's a different deal. But when now and and not even just high school, if this this was the Giants or the Bears or the Browns, then I wouldn't expect that you're playing in the NFC South. You don't have a lot of wind. You don't have a lot of cold. 
It's not hard to kick indoors. I don't care what anyone says. It is not hard to kick indoors. That is not difficult. That is a 90%. You should make 90-something percent of your kicks indoors. I mean, that, that, that kick he missed yesterday, what, 40-something yards right in the middle of the— All you got to do is kick it straight up and down. It's not difficult. I, I don't want to hear, oh, you couldn't do it. I, I'm fat and out of shape, and I never kicked in my life. has nothing to do with whether I can do it. That idiot is getting an NFL paycheck, and he's kicking indoors. You got to make the kick, period. End of story. End of story. All you got to do— to win 10 or 11 games this season is make kicks and don't fumble. It's really, it's, it really is that simple. And they couldn't come close to doing it. He's got to go. Got to go. And I know we're going into kicker oblivion. I, I get it, but I'm just, I'm done with that idiot. And he, and that, what an idiot. It is, and then what was that last attempt? Looks like he had never kicked before. On that last attempt, you know what it looked like? It looked like one of these people doing one of these middle-of-the-game game where you come out of the stands and you kick. It looks like he had never kicked a football before. That was awful. That was awful. What a putrid effort. Now, was the third down play call ridiculous? I mean, I'm sitting here. I said, just throw it to 41 out of the backfield. Can you just throw it to 41 out of the backfield? Hope he actually broke some tackles yesterday. So maybe, you know, maybe he gets five yards and you kick the field goal. 40 something yarder instead of a 50 yarder. I mean, a 55 yarder. And maybe he breaks the tackle and does something. Who knows? But just throw it, and then he throws it away. I've been wanting him to throw the ball down the field a whole game, and he waits till the one time that he don't need to throw the ball down the field. What an idiot. I'm so sick of looking at that guy. Why is Andy? Why was Andy Dalton ever on this team, and why was he the star? It, it, it makes no – I mean, it just – like, why? That guy better not be on the team next year, and he might even be the starting quarterback. I mean, I, I – but again, even with all of that, all you got to do is make don't fumble and make field goals. And you, and you win 11, 10 or 11 games. Just don't fumble and make field goals. It's just that. That's all you got to do. Make field goals and don't fumble. And you win 10 or 11 games. Think about it. I mean, it's ridiculous. Those four losses, every one was ridiculous. You might have won just three, but you don't want for three for sure. If you just make field goals and don't fumble. That's not asking a lot. That is not asking too much. Make field goals and don't fumble. You got 10, maybe 11 wins. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. All right, we'll take a timeout. Again, hotline is open. You have thoughts on any of those subjects? We're going to talk about the national championship game. We're going to talk a little college basketball at some point. Well, it's I, I, I've done. I, I, 
We've been patient for two years. I'm done with Will Lutz. Idiot don't even know how to spell his name right. How's he going to make a kick? Take a timeout. We'll be back on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion, Houston Astros. Great news, my sports-loving friend. No more aimlessly searching for sports talk love by swiping left or right. That's because you've already found the perfect match. For sports talk love, that is... Now, back to the only lover you'll ever need. The game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion, Houston Astros. Want to remind you, if you would like to... Win one of many great prizes. You didn't like what gifts you got maybe for Christmas or you need a night out on the town after a frustrating football season or you just need some sort of break. You could win a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lesser's Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou Casino Resort or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen or a $40 gift certificate to Misfits Dine and Drink in Broussard or a $50 gift certificate to Richard Seafood Patio in Abbeville. Can't win any of these great prizes, though, if you don't join the game clubhouse. So like we always urge you, do so today by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. It's free. It's simple. So sign up today. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111. Let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Kevin. This is Keith. Good morning. How you doing, brother? Oh, trying to hang in there. How are you, sir? Pretty good. Man, I just wanted to point something out. You know, we talked about coaching decisions, and I was sitting there watching the game yesterday, and the play right after Sorensen intercepted the ball in the fourth quarter, and we had a little momentum. Uh, we're at the 40-yard line, and Trevor Penning gets hurt, our left tackle. So Lewis Kidd comes in, and what's the first play we run with Lewis Kidd? is a power trap where Lewis Kidd is supposed to take out the defensive tackle, and he misses him, and it's a loss of five yards. Why? If you got a guy coming off the bench, a third-string tackle, are you going to feature a play? where he is pulling, and you're going to run right behind him. And he, he clearly just missed. Like, you know, I, I was dumbfounded. What, why wouldn't you change the play? You Incredible. Know, getting, getting, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So, you remember that play? Yes. And the other play that drove me crazy was the first – was it the last play to third – yeah, the last play to third quarter. They actually getting a little momentum. They, they completed a pass. I believe that was the one where they completed to Troutman. They're getting around midfield. They get seven or eight yards on first down, which they've done so much in the last <laughs> month, where they, they yep. bought second and two and second and yep. three so often. Yep. And the second down play is right up the middle, and they lose one. Like, don't run that yep. play. I know. I, mean, I know. You, it's so frustrating, Kev. It's so frustrating watching it. Hopefully, I, I'm afraid we're going to have them for another year. I don't think they're going to get rid of them. But, 
man, I, I hope he looks back at this year and, and really looks deep down inside himself and these mistakes he's making and, and cleans them up, man. So, um, no, I just wanted to point that out, bro. I, no, I that's, that's a good uh, call. Appreciate listening to you, man. Th- thank you very much. No, that's just in the last play again. Sometimes we'll probably never really know what happens. Like, why in the world was, was he not on the same page? But all you got to do right there is just throw a little dump pass to 41, hope he gets five, four or five yards, and if he breaks a tackle, maybe he gets the first down and you get lucky there. But you 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 cannot – like, I've been wanting you to throw the ball down the field the whole game. And they wait to kind of throw one pass when they absolutely didn't need that uh, – We talked about it during the week. The Arnold showed that you can throw the ball down the field on him. And 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 like, you know, I t- when we talked to Luke on Thursday, I'm like, can Crawfish do that? Like, is is can Crawfish take advantage of the fact that they can't defend anyone down the field? No, he can't. And again, there's a there's a list of things that have to be addressed. But until you can make field goals and stop fumbling, none of that other stuff matters. You got to be able to make field. We're talking about the basics. You got to be able to do the 90% stuff. Yeah, we they need to we you need to address the, you know, all the issues need to be addressed. But not fumbling and making field goals, that's the 90% stuff. You got to do the 80 to 90% stuff right. Uh, you know, over 90% of the time. You got to do that. You got to master that. Then you can worry about all the 30 and 40 and 50% stuff. Everyone loves to focus Oh, yeah, but you didn't do that. But, yeah, but that's a 40% thing. That's a 50% thing. You got making NFL kickers making kicks indoors. That's got to be over 90%. Not fumbling the football has got to be over 90%. Got to master the basics. All you got to do is do the basics, and they win 10 or 11 games. That's it. Ridiculous. But no, the, 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 that second down play call. Did Batman throw one pass yesterday? I'm trying to remember one. Did he throw one pass yesterday? It was pretty obvious they weren't going to let him beat him by running. Did he throw one pass yesterday? Again, that that's when you get down to the 40, 50% stuff. That's not a 90% thing. It, it wouldn't have mattered in terms of winning or losing. It would have still mattered to me. But in terms of winning or losing, it would not have mattered that Batman didn't throw any passes if you do the basics, if you make field goals and don't fumble. That's the 90% stuff. Got to do that 90-something percent of the time. You cannot miss field goals. Cannot fumble. 
Unbelievable. Just absolutely remarkable. Um, obviously, the Saints fan base is not the only disgusted one in the NFL after yesterday's or after this weekend's action. The Titans fan base, probably pretty disgusted. What did they lose their last six or seven in a row to not make the playoffs? They were pretty hamstrung offensively. Um, The Cowboys got demolished yesterday. I didn't see very much of the game because I watched more of the Broncos game after the Saints debacle. Um got their clocks clean. I, I mean, as a Saints fan, who in the world are you pulling for in that game? By the way, the um the NFL schedule, the Seahawks play the Cheaters at 3 30. The Chargers play the Jags at 7 15. The Dolphins played a bit uh, this uh, those games are Saturday. The Sunday schedule, Dolphins, Bills at noon. Vikings and the Giants at 3.30 Sunday. The Ravens and the Bengals at 7.15. And the Cowboys and the Yucks on Monday night. I don't. I mean, I think that Vikings-Giant game is going to be close, I think. I could see the Cowboys. It wouldn't surprise me if those are three double-digit games and two close games. But we'll see. Jacksonville plays better defense than most of us give us credit give them credit for and and as many good big weapons as the chargers have they don't always they seem to kind of underachieve a little bit offensively at times with all the talent that they have especially now that you know both of the top two receivers are healthy uh they don't see they 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 tend i don't know what their problem is some people think it's it's lombardi the oc i I don't know but uh, as a saints fan who you pull for I w- we were talking before the show. If you can guarantee me that, because I've been, I'm so sick of hearing about how Sean Payton's going to the Cowboys. If you guarantee me that ain't gonna happen, which if they lose to the Yucks probably increases that incrementally, then I, I'd probably pull for the Yucks in that game. As disgusting as that matchup is, man, Dak does not look good. Dak hadn't hardly played in any games, and he's leading the league in interceptions. Leading the league. I don't know if the Cowboys are going to win that game. I really, I don't know. I don't think they are. I think the Yucks are going to win that game. We'll see. Let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Kevin. Good morning. How are you? Oh, man. Rough one. I was just listening to you, you know, talk about the Saints and all. But, you know, I bet you if you break it down and you look, there's several teams almost in that exact same situation. You know, I watched Baltimore, and Baltimore surrendered in the fourth quarter, 14-point lead to the Giants, 17-point lead to Buffalo, 21-point lead to Miami, all on real stupid crap, real stupid crap. Well, yeah, but don't tell me, Justin. In the AFC. You know? But 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 uh, no 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 way that Justin Tucker's missed six field goals under fifty yards. No 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 no. But the fumbles, the fumbles. You know, I mean Lamar Jackson running around acting like he's crazy, just throw, dropping the ball on the ground. That, but not to miss field goals. 
But you just take away the, the stupid fumbles like that, they win those three games. You know, so it's there's so much parity, and some of these games are so close that there's there's little difference between winning and losing on the part of a lot of teams. You know, to where they could they could, could some of the things that you're talking about. You know, either that interception or that stupid fumble or you know going out of bounds or something. I bet you, I bet you teams can really go to three or four losses that they could have won. And, 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 and again, it's the point that I brought up earlier that Gerald told me years ago that keeps coming up. Most games are lost, not won. And all you got to do is Correct. do the 90% stuff right, and you win. Now, you don't win every game. If you play a team that's clearly better than you, you can do the 90% stuff right. But, if but but like, in those four games I'm talking about for the Saints, all they had to do is make kicks and not fumble, and they win. They don't have to play great. It doesn't have to be right. pretty. If you 14 points up on the Giants, who doesn't have a, a high-powered offense, right. and you got the ball, yes, you got to win. Lose, you got to win. Yeah. You know, I mean yeah. that's that's crazy. So, you know, it just it's over. You got to put it past, and you got you know you got an off-season to look forward to. Hopefully, the franchise understands what they need. You know, and they just they draft in the right spots, and that team can turn around substantially because you got a good core. You know, so it's you're not far off. You're not far off. So. Anyway, all right, man, enjoy enjoy the rest of the playoffs. All right, thank you for the call. Okay, take care, man. All right. Just, it's just incredible. Again, I'm not asking for that much. Just do the 90% stuff, 97% of the time, you have a winning season. That's all you got to do. We overcomplicate. Now, I understand all that other stuff has to happen. There's a lot of things that go. It's football. I get it. There's a lot of things that go into it. You got to block and tackle and play defense and all that. <clears throat> the other thing, well, we don't have time to get into that. Uh, that that has to do with um, whether you should keep. You know, the co- there's no way this coaching staff, even if Dennis Allen comes back, I you know I, I don't think this coaching staff should come back intact. No. Something's got to change there. Something's got to change there. But, no, I this NFL schedule, I mean, look, the Seahawks and the Cheaters, that's been a pretty vicious rivalry for a while. But I, I just, you know, I can't stand the Cheaters. Y'all know that. I've hated them, you know, for most of my life. Since I was in high school. Since the early 80s when, when I started hating them. Um, in the 70s, I hated the Rams more than the Cheaters, but starting in the early 80s, it's it's been the Cheaters. But as I've said before, I don't I hate them, but I love the way they play football. They play football the way, you know, if I could draw it up, that's how you play football. And um, I, I, I just, I don't see anybody who's going to beat them in this conference. Now, you know, if they get to the Super Bowl and if the Bills are rolling, they might have some trouble with them. If the Chiefs are rolling, they might have some trouble with them because uh, their secondary is a little iffy. You know, they I, I still think you can throw the football on them if you, if you have a really high-powered passing game. But I don't, I don't see very many teams going to beat them. Because they play football. 
All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back with more. On the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station in your home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion, Houston Astros. Do you ever wonder what kind of coach foot would have been? When they hit it to you and you're in the major leagues, you catch the ball. That's the way that works. Yeah, he may be better suited for talking sports than coaching them. Back to footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Again, the game hotline is 337-706-0111. 337-706-0111. You want to talk about the NFL after the final weekend of the season, heading into the playoffs starting on Saturday. You don't have to talk about the Saints. Whatever NFL issue you'd like to talk about, certainly feel free to call. We'll talk more about the national championship game between Georgia and TCU at the top of the next hour. But if you would like to call now, give your thoughts on why you think TCU might win or why you think Georgia might win or just the uh, the matchup in general, I think it's great personally. You know, I don't – I've never had any thoughts about TCU. I've, you know, very much at all in my life. TCU football, TCU, just about anything. I mean, the Cajuns played them in baseball in the regional, and they played at two really nice competitive games. I've never liked or care or disliked or, I mean, they're just, I got no problems with TCU. I've just never thought much about them in my lifetime. So I got, um, I think it's kind of refreshing that they're there. Probably pulling for them, but I'll give you, I did more of a, statistical dive into the matchup and it's I'll tell you what I think about it uh what I found in the next hour but uh again if you want to talk about that matchup certainly feel free to do that as well and we'll get to some basketball issues if not today tomorrow for sure for now let's go to the game hotline hello hello Good morning. It's been a while. How you doing? I'm fine. And yourself? Oh, man. Awful. I I had an awesome weekend. You know, went watched some high school basketball. Went watch, you know, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Went watch uh, Bro Bridge. Went watch St. Thomas More Turlins. This and that. And then I had to come yesterday and, you know, went to church and all that. And I had to come watch this miserable football team called the New Orleans Saints. And, you know, you know, decide I'm going to sit down on my recliner, you know, after bad season that you had with coaching and, you know, offense not doing what they're supposed to do. I mean, you score on the first drive and don't score again. I mean, you need a new coaching staff. You need quarterback. You need to get rid of uh, Thomas and, and start all over again. And then I also heard that Denver got the right to interview your, your uh, quitter coach. Well, again, I I got no problem if he goes to the Broncos. I, I if he goes to an AFC team, I, I'm good with that. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm good with I'm good with him going there. I I don't 
I, I still would be a little surprised if he takes it. The owner will have to really do a great sell job, or they might just give him so much money that it doesn't matter, you know, right, um, right. Uh, about power and all that. So I'm good. I hope he does go to the Broncos. Right, right. So uh, which, what about your, your season overall? And, you know, I mean, I, I, I really think you need to change your coaching staff. But, I mean, well, I mean, they got to change their offensive approach. They got to change the quarterback. But like I said in the first segment, I mean, as far as the season overall, you got to you got to you got to make kicks and not fumble, and you win ten or eleven games. Just that simple. Right, and I think your defense played good enough all year long. Well, that the second you be in the playoffs. Yeah, the second that half. You be in the playoffs. If the you defense know, would have played all year long like it did the second half, even with the missed field goals and the fumbles, they would have they would have won double digit. They'd have won ten games or so in the minute in the playoffs. But, now, foot, I think I think I stopped watching probably with three or four minutes because I had to bring my son to basketball practice, and I think they held a quarterback to forty five yard passes. They had two turnovers. They they had two the the Arnolds had two hundred and three yards and about twenty of those came on the last offensive play so they they basically had about one hundred eighty total yards and won the game because the idiot right. kicker and and, and, right. and stupid game man I mean isn't that inexcusable? It is very inexcusable. Yes. Very, very. Yeah. So yeah, I was just you know wondering. I was you know I, I was thought really thought about you all day yesterday afternoon. I wanted to send you a text. How but, in the world you know do the Patriots let two kickoff returns for I touchdown know, happen? I know that my yeah that that was even that was even another dagger in the heart. You know, I had an opportunity. The the playoffs was in my hand and I let it go. Two special teams kickoff beat me. Unbelievable. You know, I, I, I don't know. I need, I need a lot of changes in my organization, too. You know, I think the game that I drew Belichick, you know. No, they just got I think it. That, and and, and he, he needs to bring around people around my quarterback that, that are, you he, know, all pros. His problem is he's too you know, stubborn. We, we, oh, yeah. Oh, he is very stubborn. That's why him and Brady never got along. And, and the thing is, foot, he needs to bring good players to, to, to our organization. It's that that thing that he had twenty years ago that, that people caught up to that. I, I just don't know about his his coordinator choices, but anyway, no, no, no. oh, no, I, no, I think no. they're not good. I, I didn't agree with that, but anyway, thanks and, for the and, call. And, you know how I, I mean? He's like Nick Saban. They, they you know, they 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 them and their coordinators never get along. But yeah. I don't know how they work together. True. But anyway, uh, I'm gonna listen. Hang in there. Enjoy your day. Uh, all, all, right. all right. Take care. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hello. Kevin. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, 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 my biggest thing is when, we, when you're talking about whether or not they're going to make changes, I don't see that these, this coaching staff even think that they're doing anything wrong. You're sort of like an alcoholic until he admits, you know, that, that he's got a problem, you know. And I, I just don't even think – I mean, they, they – and the reason I say that, because this didn't just happen yesterday. This has been happening, like, I mean, at least the last six, seven weeks that they've just been making all kinds of stupid decisions. Even yesterday, the, the, the I want to think that the down, when you say he threw the pass, Batman was standing on the sideline. And I'm saying to myself, why is Batman on the sideline? We need a yard. Makes no sense. It, it it was 
The, look, but to to your point, as, now look, uh, there are no games are identical, but essentially the Falcon game was the same game that was played yesterday. They just happened to win may, at the end. It was the same game as the uh, Eagle game. They just happened to get the pick six. It was the same game as the Browns game. They just happened to, when Sorensen got the interception, he returned it to about the 10-yard line and they were able to score. I mean, it's all these games are essentially the same game. They just, they win a couple or they lose a couple based on, you know what happens, but I mean, all you got to do is make kicks, and you win. And you win yesterday too. It's just so ridiculous. Oh, it's it's it's, it's ridiculous. And uh, I, I'm I'm I mean, my, I'm like you. I, I mean, it's it's our team. We can't. But I am. I I just think they need to make that one year decision on Allen. I, I just don't think he has the he has the whatever it takes to make. You know that the company, you know, like some coaches go into halftime or come out of one game, and then you see a progress. Like I was telling a friend of mine, I don't care that they're winning. I don't see any progress. I just don't see it. I still see the same team, the games they lost. I see the same teams, the game they won. I just don't see it, and I and I I just think. He's got to. I don't, I think he's got to go. You know. And yeah, but they're at, not. They're not going to fire him. They're not going to fire him. Now, I, I, I do. I will be surprised if Carmichael is the OC next year. That will surprise me. But I, I would be. I would be very surprised if they get rid of Dennis Allen. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I don't know. I, I don't think. Uh, I mean, unless they they bring in. I don't. I don't see how we can win with Dennis Allen. I mean, unless I, I just think he needs. To well, again, all, the, he would have won eleven games had they just made field goals and not fumbling. That's not that hard to do. They you got to just agree. master the basics. I agree with that, but I think he. Besides that, I I I, I totally agree with that part of it. But there was a. I mean, he. When you used to call what you call them the game management nightmare. This one it was a, a game management nightmare all over again. <laughs> well, I, he is, and yet again, a lot. What a lot of people criticize him for is that he don't go far enough. Well, he went for it too much yesterday. Only you got to kick. Look, when you're playing a team that's not good offensively. And you feel like your defense is better than the other team's offense, then you got to take the points. Of course, you got to have an idiot kicker that can make a kick. <laughs> what an idiot that guy is! Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's well, uh, look. Uh, do you agree with me? It's really indoors for an NFL kicker. It's not that difficult. Just make it, the it kick. It just shouldn't be that. No. You making that kind of money? Yeah. You just shouldn't be. Yeah. Not at all. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Thanks for the call, sir. Good hearing from you. Same here. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back. Finish out the first hour next on the game. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. That's what I need to do is just listen to Baker Street and stop li- thinking about the stupid Saints, but it's not going to happen. Welcome back to Footnotes. All right. We don't have much time in this segment, so let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Foot, you know how you're you, you done with, with Will Lutz? Yes. All right, I'm about had it with with that so-called quarterback that leads my Cowboys right now, and and they have Cowboys fans that call the show and call him a good quarterback. I'm sorry, I just don't see it yet. I mean, look at what he did. That play where he, he throws the ball in one direction, and then the very next play, it looked like the same exact play. The 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 uh, so the defenseman uh, drops. 
drop the ball. So what does he do? Oh, let me throw it uh, the, the very next. Let me throw it in the same direction as him, and what happens? He, he, he intercepts it for, for a pick six. I mean, come on. I mean, you got to get it together. I, I, I'm starting to think that the wins that we do have, like over um, Minnesota, and it is the smoke and mirrors because – there ain't no way with the team that showed up yesterday with Sam Howell as the Washington Commanders quarterback. I mean, our defense is good, but that, they didn't show me nothing yesterday. They made that dude look like a, 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 a top-tier quarterback yesterday. I mean, they, they got a lot to do before we can even win a playoff game. And I hate to break it to Cowboys fans that's listening. We ain't going nowhere in the playoffs this year if we play like we played against Against Washington, man. Well, you'll play, you'll play, you'll play better than that. But the problem is the Yucks' defense is not that bad. The Yucks' defense has carried them most of the season. It's not as good as it has been the last three or four years, but it's still. I I don't, I don't know. I mean, if you can force a bunch of, I I don't, I don't really think you're going to win that game. I don't think we're going to win against that. I'm not getting my hopes up. And I don't know if it's Kellen Moore that's just not using Dak Prescott in the right way, if he's the problem, or if it's just Dak being Dak. You know, but, I mean, that man's still got a lot of proving to me. He chokes in big games. I mean, he hasn't won really a lot of big games in his career. I mean, uh, uh, we definitely can't beat San Francisco. i tell you that right now. Oh, no, that ain't uh, with, that, That's not happening. But – I don't know. I'm not going to get my hopes up just to have them uh, dashed again by some stupid plays or whatever. You know, I'll be just kind of optimistic uh, from uh, here on uh, out. All right. Hang in there. Out. All right. Hang in there. Uh, no, again, who knows? I mean, turnovers are the great equalizer and idiot kickers that miss easy field goals. Those are the great equalizers. But on paper, I don't know. I don't. I don't really like their chances. We'll see. That'll do it for the first hour. Another hour to follow on the game. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome back to Footnote. Kevin Foote on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion, Houston Astros simulcast on Stadium 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 337-706-0111, 337-706-0111. We talk mostly about the NFL, including the Saints in the first hour. We'll do a little more of that a little bit later, but I do want to mention some of the other things that happened over the weekend and talk about Tonight's national championship game between Georgia and TCU. We've got um, the Cajuns won again over Georgia State. And it was one of those games where, um, you know, the Cajuns did not get off to a good start. Then when they had a big flurry at the end of the first half to build a double-digit lead at the half. You felt good, and then they got off to a bad start again in the second half, just like they did the first half. And before you knew it, they were on a 15-point lead at half, became a five-point lead. And there was a lot of double, like around 10 minutes. I don't know, maybe a little over 10 minutes. I don't remember. I'd have to look at my notes. But it was 
you know, not quite halfway through the, and all of a sudden, you know, they're only five, and, and they never really put them away until the very end. So there was, because of who you were playing in Georgia State, <clears throat> which had won nine of the last 11 meetings against the Cajuns and, you know, beat them in the conference tournament championship game last year, et cetera, you, you just kind of had an uneasy, uneasy feeling. But they got it done, and they won by eight, and nice victory. And in addition to that, Georgia Southern, who was off to a 3-0 and start, got beat on Saturday, if you didn't check out the Sunbelt standings. And the um, ULM, who surprisingly was 3-0, and got beat on Saturday. And so no one is 4-0. Now, I understand the Cajuns should be 3-1, and and there are fans out there that think they should be 4-0. I get it. ODU, out, ODU outplayed them. But... Coastal didn't really outplay them. They blew that game. Like, they should have won that game. So they really should be 3-1 and one right now. Um, but, you know, it, it, they're not. But even at 2-2, two and two, they're only one game out of first. No one's 4-0. So they've got their next four games on the road again because we've been talking about it for a while now. They, you know, they, they a lot of road games at the beginning – the good if they can just go two and two at least in these next four road games. And I know that, you know, he's and eh, it should be better than that, but then they're gonna have a lot of home games down the stretch. And, you know, they could make up some ground there in a hurry. So all is not lost. LSU lost to Texas AM. Not a shock, but not a little bit of a surprise, because they had been playing pretty well early in conference, and so we'll see what, what 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 they do. The really surprising thing to me over the weekend, and we got, I got to give it to Coach Gary Broadhead and the Cajun women. I mean, I really was kind of thinking the way they've been playing, which was not good, I um, and they were playing two teams that were hot and playing really well. I was kind of thinking they might. I was worried about them going 0-2. They went 1-1, but... They really should have gone two and zero. Like I thought, you know, they they missed two free throws on Thursday, and it cost them a a one point loss in Hattiesburg. And then they went to San Marcos and beat them by twenty points. Whoa, that was like whoa. Now I know that that's a team they know. It's kind of like a division game, and I know all of these are, but they've played that team Texas State so often in recent years, including three times last year, that they kind of know them. And, it, you know, I think I underrated the value of that knowledge. And Coach Broadhead did not. And he mentioned it when we interviewed him last week and, and on the Monday uh, – oh, well, it was the Monday press. It was on Tuesday last week because of New Year's. But at the weekly press conference, and, and, and good for the Cajuns. That was, that was a tremendous victory. So any thoughts you have on college basketball, certainly – Feel free to call again. The game hotline is 706-0111. But as far as Georgia and TCU, I looked at when I like when the Cajuns play each week. I've said this before. There's certain, you know, stats are what they are. That's when we talk about on paper. Um, there's certain things that I look at that I evaluate a team by. The very first thing I look at most of the time is turnover ratio. Are you winning because of turnovers? And 
the reason why I do that is, I mean, turnovers are great to have. I mean, great. And you want them, and you want to prevent them. But they can they can be a little deceiving at times, uh, especially in an individual game. So I look at turnovers. I look at do you possess the ball? How important is time of possession? Or are you a big play team? Then I look at third down conversions. How um, how are you at converting third and f- and fourth down? Kind of the same. Um, and how are you at stopping in general? Third down and fourth down conversions. Then the other thing I look at is how heavily penalized are you compared to the you know the the Cajuns or whatever the matchup is. And the other thing I look the other stat main stat I look at is sacks. How many do you get, and how many do you give up? Uh, and again, I'm not saying there aren't, uh, I mean, I look at, you know, you look at the quarterback stats and all that kind of stuff, but those are the kind of ones in the team stat category that I look at and to give me somewhat of an idea of what this matchup looks like on paper. And I got to tell you, when I did that for this matchup, not, not as close as I thought it was. Uh, I was like, whoa, I, I didn't expect it to be, um, like this, TCU is plus nine, which pretty good number, plus nine. That one didn't shock me, but Georgia's minus one. I didn't realize that. Georgia's fumbled a lot this season. Um, So Georgia's minus one, which tells me that they're just flat out better than the teams they're playing. You know, sometimes you can quote, unquote, steal a win or not necessarily – play that much at a higher level play by but but turnovers are the, we talk about all the time the great equalizer so that tells me down for down George is a better football team um now if TCU gets to plus two or plus three tonight and they win the game it will not be shocking I'm not saying they can't win the game there's nothing wrong with turnovers they're tremendous in an individual game but overall it tells me a little bit more about how the team is down for down. Third down conversions. Um, you know, TCU is, you know, 47%, giving up 34. Uh, they've com- converting 56% on fourth down, really good, giving up 47. Um, Georgia, though, on third down, um, 49% and only given up 27%. On fourth down, Georgia's converting 85% and giving up 40. Fourth down conversion is normally at a higher rate because to go far on fourth down most of the time, it's probably like fourth and one or fourth and two. Now, you may be in a desperate, as long as it's not a desperate situation at the end. So I would expect the fourth down conversion rate to be higher because it's normally, you don't, you know, you're going forward a lot of time on fourth and one and you have an excellent chance of getting, especially if you're really good. But um, Georgia does a better job, 33 to 26 in time of possession. Uh, TCU doesn't depend as much on time of possession. They're a little bit more of a big play team. The uh, and the and the the, penal, the penalties were about the same. Sixty-seven penalties for 
for TCU, 74 for their opponents, 62 for Georgia, 78 for their opponents, so roughly very similar. The one that was shocking, though, both teams' defenses have 30 sacks on the season. But TCU's been sacked 24 times, and Georgia's only been sacked nine times. That's a pretty big difference. Pretty big difference. So, what all that kind of tells me, I mean, again, you got to play the game. Game's not played on paper. We, we, we get that. But what all that kind of tells me is, unless they're plus two to plus three, I think TCU's going to have a tough time winning the game. And I, I, I was... I was thinking not quite that strongly about it going in. Now, the 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 hook or the angle that a lot of people have been discussing, including myself, is, man, look all the yard passing that Georgia's given up in the last couple games, and that's true. They have. But, but TCU's given up some, too, and – um, you know, I, I think TCU's going to need to be at least plus two, if not plus three, to win the game. Now, they're plus nine on the season, so they've done plus two, plus three before. They just got to um, – and, and, and we saw it in the Michigan game. So, And, you know, whether it's NFL games or college games, if you go into the red zone – especially if you're inside what they call some call the goal zone inside the 10 and you come away with no points. That's tough. That's why Michigan's not playing tonight. That's why Jim Harbaugh's interviewing with the Broncos because they had twice got inside the goal zone and came away with no points. Some people hate field goals. See, I, I like field goals. And I understand, oh, you can't beat so-and-so kicking field goals. Well, if Michigan would have kicked field goals instead of getting zero points and their two trips inside the red goal, so you can't win the national, you can't win a big game kicking field goals. Well, if Michigan would have got six points instead of zero points, I think they win the game. So I understand that there are people out there that hate field goals. But there's a time, sometimes you take your points, live to play another day. Coming away with zero is not good. I'm not a big fan of driving all the way down, getting inside the 10, coming away with no points, especially if it's an offensive football game like I get the mentality that if I have if my defense is way better than the other team's offense, like the Saints were yesterday, um, I I say kick the field goal. But I get the mentality. Well, if I got him at the one yard line or the two yard line, I kind of like my chances of getting the ball back in good field position if you can stop him and trust in my defense. I get that mentality some. But uh, man, it, 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 and and if if it's one of these college games like we've been seeing, where it's fifty something to forty something or forty something to forty something, you trust in your defense? Cat, the other guy scored forty something points, and they're moving the ball up and down the field. I don't know. I, I I'm more for taking points. So 
That's going to be interesting scenarios to see how the head coaches play that. I would think TCU might roll the dice a little more than Georgia would in those scenarios this year, depending on the down and the distance. I, you know, unless you're a Georgia fan, I think most of the country, it's a the quarterback for TCU is a lot more likable than the quarterback from Georgia. Now, look, if you're a Georgia fan, who cares? I mean, you know, or you're like, you know, a big SEC fan, so you're pulling for Georgia. Who cares? But for the people who don't really have a dog in the fight and they're just watching the game, I think it's it's a lot easier to pull for the TCU quarterback than it is the Georgia quarterback, especially for all the QWs that are out there. Uh, you know, the, and the whole thing's about the quarterback play. But, uh, but no, when I look at the stats that I typically look at in a game to get a good picture of what the teams have been for the season, you know, through two games, it doesn't matter. But once you get to six, seven, eight games, and now you've played, you know, 13 games here, 14 games, some of them, if you played in the championship game, um, then you get a pretty good indication of what you're looking at. I was a little surprised. I would expect it to be a little closer on paper in the key stats for me, but we'll see. Turnovers, as we always say, can be the great equalizer. So I'm not one. Well, I hope for a good game. I guess I hope for a good game. Uh, normally, like, if I really dislike one team or really want the other team to win, I um. I wouldn't. I w- I wouldn't go for the. I hope. I just hope it's a good game thing because it ain't about my entertainment. It's about the team winning or the team losing that I want to lose. But I, I really. I don't have anything against Georgia, and I don't really have anything against TCU. I mean, I don't dislike these either one of these teams. So I guess this is one of the times where I'll say, well, I hope it's a good game. Because I hear that all most time, and and I don't agree with that most of the time. Like, if I have a dog in the fight from a hatred from one team or a dislike for one team, or really wanting the other team to win, then I don't want a good game. I want to win, or I want to lose. I want this team to lose, or I want this team to win. I, it ain't about my entertainment. It's about business. The bottom line. But in this game, I kind of agree with that. I hope it's a good game, but. And, and it would be kind of refreshing to have three good games in the playoff era that we're in because they had that very often. Normally a lot of blowouts. And that would not be the case if that happens here. So we'll see. But, man, I don't – I've been kind of thinking, hey, everybody's thinking George is going to kill him. I don't know. Now it's pretty easy to see why a lot of people are thinking that. But we'll see. Turnovers can do it. We'll take a timeout. Come back, talk more to you again. The game hotline is 706-0111 after this timeout on the game. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Benedict Arnolds. Benedict Arnolds. Now, an NFL expansion team that stole a bunch of Saints players and coaches when first created, also known as the Carolina Panthers. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Want to remind you about the Lundy Gras Barathon Monday, February 20th. It's a four-mile trek through Freetown. 
just south of the parade route, wear a costume and enjoy free drinks throughout the course. A party bus will follow, which, as we've been telling you, gives you options. You can run some of the four-mile race or walk it. Um, you can run all of it or none of it and, and just go back and forth from the bus or just spend the whole time on the bus. Totally up to you. The audience will vote on the winner of the costume contest, so bring your loudest, craziest friends. It's the Lundy Graw Barthon. Register now at latrail.org. All right, the game hotline is 337-706-0111. 337-706-0111 on this Monday, day after a brutal Saints loss. Another just gift, just giving a game away that you should have won. Um, it's at least a third or fourth one this year like that where you just gave the game away um, that you had no business losing. Should have been up, you know, at least 13 to nothing, if not 17 to nothing or worse at the half. Completely dominated the first half and you're up 7 nothing. It's just awful. It's just awful. It's just complete gift. Christmas is over, Cat. There's no be no reason to be gifting people stuff. Just a ridiculous performance yesterday in the Superdome. And um we talked quite a bit and we'll be talking the whole offseason about it. Any of the anything else that went on in the NFL. Yesterday, if you have any comments, certainly feel free to call. But he, he, here's my other issue. Getting back to the la, the caller a couple segments ago who was wanting Dennis Allen going. My, my biggest issue with the coaching staff, especially the second half of the season, but really for a while, is in, in several of the games, I think they outcoached the team during the week. You know, a lot of people, we can debate on how important coaching is. I think one of the things, and it didn't happen all the time, nothing happens all of the time. But one of the things that Casper and his staff did a high percentage of the time is make adjustments at half and play better game plan-wise in the second half than the first half. Uh, the last, for a while, most of the games, not so much the Brown games, I thought their preseason, their pregame plan was was very flawed in that game. But like in the Eagle game and in yesterday's game, in the Falcon game, like they came out with, a, they they were obviously out coached the other team during the week, but then when they got to half, it's like they didn't make any adjustments, and the other team did, and they had no answer. So, again, when you talk about coaching, that there's several categories there. Some guys are better at pregame planning. Some guys or more astute as a staff of making the adjustments or, or countering what the other team is the adjustments they're going to do and, and, and in the second half doing better. Then there's the whole game management and all of that. 
again, I, I don't think Dennis Allen, one one of Casper's biggest problems, he uh, he botched replays constantly. Casper, I mean, Dennis Allen didn't really do that. So he did a better job in game management when it came to challenges than, than Casper did just about every year. But... Uh, you know, so much of the other things and play calling and how you do, you know, uh, just hard to live with. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Kev, imagine if this game had actually meant something. We'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd be out of broken stuff. I, I, I texted some buddies of mine. I'm like, I don't know why I'm so angry over a game that really didn't mean because it was stupid. I mean, they had. I mean, they just clearly were better and should have won, and they just gave it to them. Well, it's, it's look. I, I, I'm, I was reading my text stream, which is always fun. I got a group of four of us that text during the games, and we're actually pretty funny to give ourselves credit. But at some point, we had texted. This is like a scrimmage. I mean, we were just moving the ball up and down the field, and it, everything was perfect. Guys were wide open, and then all of a sudden, what happened? I mean, it was it's like you said, Alave can't fire. Our most dependable guys are starting to let us down all of a sudden. It just, I mean, the, the first quarter and a half. Think about it. Carolina was ready to pack their bags, get on the bus. And go home, and we let them linger long enough. And well, it all turned when the idiot kicker missed the field goal. Yeah, that didn't help. And again, Alave, you know, fumble right before half, which was silly. I thought, you know, just go down or get out of bounds. You got two timeouts. You're in field goal range. But heck, the way Lutz was kicking, he may have missed that one too. It just, it was. The only game I was madder was the Ingram game where he didn't stick the ball forward a foot. And that game meant something. This game meant nothing. And I was, um, I'm, I'm finally starting to get over it this morning. I went to bed angry last night. Oh, just saying, I woke you know, up angry. I struggled to sleep last night. It was just awful. That was just stupid. And it was, it was meaningless. Yeah, but it's never meaningless. I, I'm, those idiots I now I, were I, only I, one I game up on them. The NFL handed them three stupid games, and we handed them two games this season. That was that was stupid. Yeah, it's it's it was it was the season in a nutshell. Basically, that last game was the we invented ways to lose this year. It was it was the most aggravating thing. And the one thing I will give Sean Payton credit for is he was not scared to put. Once he got his foot on your throat, he stepped on it. Where it just uh, you know it we we Allen seems to get conservative and let things lay. And I know it's his defensive mentality. But we got to learn to put teams away. You got to learn yes. to win games that you're supposed to win. And yes. we're the ones that gave them life. Like you said, fumbles, missed field goals. Uh, just, uh, I, I really didn't disagree with any of the play calls. We got no imagination on offense. Our offense, for as creative as we used to be, and it's the same guy calling the plays, I don't know what's happened to where he has just gone brain dead. The play calling. A second and short, we, you know, they knew what was coming. And even the announcers who were terrible, we got like the Z team yesterday calling the game. But the, even they were saying it's like he should have called out of that, checked out of that, and run a different play. It's like Carolina knew what was coming on second and short. What do you do? You run them right into the middle, stuff them. It's, it's just the lack of imagination. 
I know it's good to have a coach that doesn't panic. At some point, I want a coach that's pissed. I want a coach that's mad. When a guy fumbles or does something stupid, I want him in your face. And Sean Payton did that, too. He didn't tolerate stupidness because we're a team that really is built around about seven years ago, they made the commitment to start getting guys with high football IQs. And we're normally a pretty smart team. And that's why Sean doesn't tolerate the stupid mistakes where Dennis just looks like a deer in a headlight sometimes. And I, he'll be back next year. And because, like you said, this could have been a double digit win team. Carmichael's, it, it, he didn't want to be here anyway, if y'all remember. Yes. Carmichael didn't want to be here. And they talked him into staying. And he kind of coached like that. So. Uh, first thing they got to do is get a running back. We got to get a quarterback. Uh, there's going to be a few of them out on the market uh, that I think can improve this team drastically. But we're trying to find the bright spots. We found, you know, a receiver in Shahid. Olave's the real deal. We've we've got a really Olave's got to eat some Wheaties though. Olave's got to eat some Wheaties. He's way too weak. Like that guy needs to hit the weight room. Like, he, he fumbles the ball way too much, and he can't catch balls with people on him enough. He, he's he got to get stronger. He had a very encouraging rookie year, but that cat needs to eat some rice and gravy. He's not strong enough. Well, the NFL can do that for you, too. You know, once you get in there, it's like watching a high school guy go to college and bulk up. The NFL can do the same thing for you as well. So I, I'm real encouraged with what I've seen with him. I, I like our other first-round pick. He's got a nastiness to him that I really like. He's still a work in progress, but I could see him being a 10-year stalwart. Uh, we went from second in the division to last in the division, I believe, with that law. We, our, the NFC South has three 7-10 and 10 teams and one 8-9 and nine team. Dude, that's pretty sad. You know, and uh, we were second in the division with that loss. We go to last in the division, I believe, so... It's been a long time. The other thing is, I mean, step back, we've been pretty spoiled. It's been really, you know, tw- it's been a fun 20-year run for us, and we haven't had to tolerate. We've had some seasons where we were frustrated and they had games that got away, but I think this season is one for the record books. It just it started out like that, and it just seemed to never get better, and uh, I'm tired of finding ways to lose, man. I want to find ways to win again, and our battle cry exists, dude. Wait till next year. That's all we can do. Uh, draft's coming up. We can't even get excited about it because we don't have our first-round pick. But, but again, that's, that, that statement, and I'm not getting on you. I've heard a lot of people say it. That statement yeah. shows an inherent lack of knowledge of the New Orleans Saints. Well, How many picks have the Saints made in rounds two through five that have created all the wins that they've gotten in the last five or six years? Oh, I actually agree with that. I couldn't remember the name of Peyton Turner yesterday. We're texting each other, and I'm like, who's this defensive end? We Because uh, we were talking about Davenport's gone. Man. You know, that... what? He ended the season with half a sack. He's gone. Yeah. And we're, I'm thinking, well, who, you know, we drafted a defensive end two years ago in the first round, and I could not remember his name, Kevin. I literally couldn't. And, I mean, that's, for, for me, that's bad. No, it's, I no, I, I get like it. it. No, like I was texting with a friend and, uh, on Saturday, and he was like, "Man, if they if if, if Sean Payton goes to Denver, we're going to get the twenty seventh pick." I was hoping for a higher pick. I'm like, the vast majority of the Saints' best picks have, were were on lower than twenty seven. Like, how many great picks have they made higher than twenty seven in the last decade? 
Yeah, rounds three, four, five, six are where we – but, again, I'm not going to argue with the Alave pick, and I like the pinning pick so far from what I've seen. I still don't get Peyton Turner. I mean, has he been on the field for more than three games? Uh, the Davenport experiment. I would say we all, That's a good project for you is to write down the last ten first-round picks and see how we've done with them. Well, I know one Trust I wish me, they wouldn't have yeah. taken, Mark Ingram. Well, uh, at the time, I thought that was a good pick, and I thought they were crafty moving back in to get him because if you remember, they drafted Cameron Jordan before him when we all wanted to run him back. And the cam pick was a pretty good pick. <laughs> I think we could say, all safely say that. So uh, it's I don't know. I'm 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 struggling. I, I, and then the I, I stupid cameraman yesterday, to... the stupid cameraman yesterday kept showing stupid Mark Ingram's face. You want to talk about insult to injury? I gotta watch this gift victory. <laughs> and they kept showing stupid Mark Ingram with a smile on his face. <laughs> I know exactly the moment you're talking about. And that was the other bright spot is Kamara ran with purpose like I haven't seen him run all year yesterday, and they wasted that effort. It's just, yeah, but uh, they're still not throwing him the ball. I don't. I mean, I want him running I, some. I, I get it, dude. They're still running him right up the middle. The one pitch they ran him to the outside, he gained 12, 15 yards, and we don't see that play again the whole game. I, um, it's, I, I'm – I got no problem keeping Dennis Allen. We got to get rid of Carmichael. He just got the don't want, and it just seems like he don't want any part of this. And there's a lot of young, bright, creative offensive minds out there that can come in and bring a whole new attitude. Well, you know, what a lot of people think, what a lot of people think is that Carmichael's going to go with genius. I mean, with Casper, wherever he goes. Yeah, and he'll have Dom Capers and Carmichael. But but look, I just think his time has run its course here. And I want to see – I want to give Allen a year with his team, with with his own coordinator. And, again, we're at a point where all we can do is wait and see. I think it's stupid to fire a coach after one year. So, And they played with effort. The Cleveland game, I thought, saved his job. I thought they went up there and played their butts off. They went and did the same thing. And, look, the effort yesterday – the last text I sent my buddies, I said the, – the defense ought to be allowed to line up the offense, and every one of them should be able to punch one of those guys in the face. If I was a defensive player for the Saints, I'd be so aggravated right now saying we played our butts off. We gave up, what, 10 points, and we lost. Yeah, well, they did, but the How first half – yeah, no, lose? it's awful. But, 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 again, the first half of the season, that defense was terrible. Yeah, it's, look, I, I said the same thing in, the, in our tech stream. I'm like, I, I can't give the defense a total by the first half of the season. They were non-existent. Yes. But, look, we even get two turnovers yesterday. One of them puts us almost in field goal range automatically at the end of the game when it's tied seven, and they still can't capitalize. And I really don't think Andy Dalton played that bad of a game. That's what sucks. I don't think he was brilliant, but he wasn't, he wasn't the reason we lost. But at some point, I'm well, like, if he if he throws a pass got? to a wide open Batman for a touchdown, we win God. the game. <laughs> and he's supposed that? to That's be this smart point, veteran. That's... I'm so sick of him. He better not be on this team next year. I know he's gonna, well, but he better not be. I didn't want him to even be my backup, and that guy started for me all year long. I still can't believe that. It's just awful. Well, I was crying for him to come in when Winston was hurt. But the part that I'll never understand is once Winston got healthy. They never gave him a shot again. And I don't know what they see, but it's got to be pretty bad oh. for him to not even 
Well, I think he's just trying. They were trying to win like the Saints won in the late 80s and early 90s and not make mistakes and win with defense. But he's just he's not awful, but he's just not good. He can't do anything that's good. Yeah, uh, look, it's it's, I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. I just cannot believe frustrating. Yes. Frustrating. Thanks for the call with is the only good news, man. You're my Lucy today. Hannah's too young to remember, but I said, I'm going to pay Kevin my nickel, and he can give me some advice. because yeah. She didn't even know the, that the Lucy had a little booth set up where you give oh. her a nickel and she makes her feel better, but that's you. Anyway, God All bless. you Have had to do year. is make field goals and not fumble, and you win 10 or 11 games. It's just that simple. And, Kevin, the field goals weren't even close. <laughs> It ain't like he doinked them off the crossbar. He was 15 yards wide. He has got to go. I'm like, he has the? got to go. I'm done yeah, with that look, idiot. Um, it's going to be a fun offseason. All right. Thanks for the call. We'll God ta- bless, brother. Take care. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station in your home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion, Houston Astros. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Z28. Z28. Now, a running back with great speed and start and go ability, like a Chevy Camaro that plays for the New Orleans Saints, also known as Alvin Camara. Now, back to the man with his very own language, Kevin Foote and Footnotes. Welcome back to Footnotes. I know today is rough, but we do have a lot of fun around here. And if you would like to become a member of our Delta Media staff and you're looking for a career change and you have any type of sales experience from retail to telemarketing or anything in between, Delta Media wants to hear from you. Email your resume to sales director John Ed Cochran at jcochran, J-C-O-C-H-R-A-N at Delta Media Corp. Dot com or give her a call at 896-1600. That's 896-1600. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Foot. Howdy, sir. So they are not going to make a change uh, at head coach. I'm, I'm pretty confident in saying that. However, um, it doesn't matter if he's the head coach. They're not going to win a Super Bowl. So what's What's the goal for next year? Because if Dennis Allen's your head coach, Super Bowl's not your goal. It's just not. He's not the guy that's going to take you there. Now, the season might be better next year. They might make the playoffs. And if that's the goal, then cool. But as far as winning a Super Bowl, that guy's not the answer. I, I mean, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I he's got He's got to understand. Look, I get – being sound and I get being defensive minded and and to be fair we said going into the season or at least a lot of us did maybe not everyone that we're going to have to win games differently have to win them with defense but but you still you got to use utilize your offensive weapons and at some point I know he's not calling the offensive plays but he's got to step in and say look cat we got this cat 41 we don't have any other running backs that we ever use, and we're trying to make this guy a between-the-tackles runner. We, that guy needs to be catching passes. And did seriously, did Batman throw one pass yesterday? One? No. 
Like, what were no. they doing? I mean, he's got to step in and change the approach. And, Foot, I know how you are. Every year when the season starts, you convince yourself somehow, some way, that the Saints have a chance to win the Super Bowl. And, and, and every year is this glimmer of hope for you. But I'm here to tell you, I'm not falling for it. I fell for it this year. I'm not falling for it next year if Dennis Allen's the head coach. Plain and simple, they're not trying to win a Super Bowl with Dennis Allen at head coach. They can make all the changes that we're talking about, change the offensive coordinator, get the new quarterback, make a complete overhaul of the team with Dennis Allen's head coach. Next season is going to be just like this season. They might win a few more games. They might win the division and make the playoffs, but it's going to be exactly the same. Frustration, uninspired football, and, yeah, they might make the playoffs, but absolutely no chance to win the Super Bowl with Dennis Allen as head coach. So do you fire him after the first year? I don't know if that's the answer, but if he's here for two or three years, all of the years that he's here, the Saints have no chance to win the Super Bowl, and we have to be okay with that. We cannot convince ourselves that they have a chance to win the Super Bowl as long as he's the head coach. Okay, are are you – oh, Nick. Nick hung up. He got mad. He hung up. I get – look, I get the frustration. I was just fixing to ask him if he was done with Will Lutz and wants to go into – again, I, I hate being – you know, again, the whole thing with Will Lutz is – I'm so sick of him. It's two years of his junk. And I know he was hurt. I mean, it, but even the end of the last year, he, he, he had lost his consistency. And 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 I, I, for two years, I was hesitant. Okay, I'm done with Will Lutz. I'm done with Will Lutz. Because you keep hoping he can get back to where he was. What was that, four years ago now? Three seasons ago? But... Because I, I remember what it was like being in kicker purgatory for a decade. Just never having a kicker you can count on. But can you count on Will Lutz? No, he can't even make a 40-yard field goal in the middle of the field in a, with no wind. I mean, all you, it's up and down, Cat. It's not complicated. Just kick it up and down. absolutely hate missing chip shot field goals at the NFL level. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It is not hard. No, it's not. For all you people who think it's hard, you're wrong. You can have that opinion. It's a free country, but your opinion is wrong. It is not hard to kick a 40-yard field goal or a 30-yard field goal indoors at the NFL level. That's got to be a 90-something percent proposition. That cat missed six of them this year. Six. Six kicks under 50. Inexcusable. Inexcusable. All right, let's take a timeout. But no, I don't disagree with what Nick's saying. I get what he's saying. The problem is the team that I think is going to win the Super Bowl kind of plays like the Saints are trying to play. That's the problem. They're just better at it. We'll see.
take a timeout. We'll be back on the game. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Footnotes, Kevin Foot on the game. Want to remind you, if you got for Christmas an Amazon Alexa or a Google Home, add the radio to one of the things that those things make your life easier. Simply ask your Alexa or Google Home to play the game Southwest Louisiana. It's that easy. Do the smart thing and have the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles with you. Home office wherever you go. All right, one of the things that we did not talk today about is something that happened last night that I did not think was going to happen. The Lions beat the Packers. That was um that was funny. Uh you know, I watched a, a few plays here and there. Saw the score afterwards, and uh, I just like the fact that the Lions went to Lambeau and eliminated the Packers. Now, it didn't work out where the Lions could make the playoffs, but for the Lions to go to Lambeau and eliminate the Packers, that was that was something. That was that was priceless. Um. All I, all the stuff that I've heard about the Packers is, is – I mean, I don't know what Bozo Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Um, but they should be pretty good next year if he decides to stay and if he's committed in the offseason and if their young rookie ride receivers make progress, all that stuff, they should be pretty good. Um, but um, – no, we'll see. I I don't. But no, that was great. Again, I I was so angry, and I'm still so angry about that dumb game yesterday, um, and all the stupid things that took place in that game. But at least I got a little bit of um, you know enjoyment out of seeing the fact that the Lions eliminated the Packers at Lambeau. That made it even better. Now you know they had been such a a big where they were way they played really well at Detroit and then when they played on the road they weren't very good. So to do it at Lambeau just made it even better. That was that was that was tremendous. Really, it was. Um We'll see how it um what happens in the playoffs, but at least the Packers aren't in it. All right. Thanks for helping me get through today. Y'all have a nice one.